Welcome to KLBP Long Beach Public Radio. This is Jane Free, your host of Morning Intentions. It is an honor and a pleasure to spend a moment with you today to start with a strong anchor, the strong center, the strong sense of self. Breathing into our body with an awareness that every breath has a significance. And with the awareness that we affect every single person that we come across. So when you're out there living your life in the world today, I invite you to see everybody as a child. I invite service, a service mind. How can I be of service? I think that when we live from a place of service, we're able to move past any of our own nonsense. You're listening to KLBP, Long Beach Public Radio, 99.1 FM, with your host, Jane Free. When we start to step into a reinvention of ourselves as a, an artist, as a business person, as a career choice as a family person, when we start to reinvent ourselves, there's many layers and approaches and um, gateways that we can walk through, or we can blindly uh, allow the transition to happen and get a little bit confused, which I've done many times. But as I feel like my own transition in my life is happening, uh, my own creative transition, a metamorphosis, a renaissance is occurring. Uh, There's certain ways that we can commemorate these shifts in our life. And our culture has lost sight of many because of the melting pot. We've lost some very specific and important aspects of culture, including rites of passage. And one of the uh, big, biggest signifiers of a rites of passage is the naming of a person, the naming of a new person. When we become a parent, now we're, our new name is mom, our new name is dad, and that's, that's truly the only identity that is of use. <laughs> so looking at uh, these reinventing parts of ourselves, I've interviewed a couple different lovely artists in the community and ask them about their naming process and uh, we'll get to dive into that with some teachers in the community today. Um, I want to thank you for joining us here at KLBP Long Beach Public Radio. It is an honor and a pleasure to be of service. So I started to find it kind of curious that there was this metamorphosis going on, this 
transition, this change going on with so many different artists, so many different women. And it always falls after motherhood, it seems like. The catapult is real. So if you're a new parent, don't be shy. We know. You're going through the big shift. Your morning intentions, we like to take a few moments to count our gratefuls, to count our gratitudes, and make sure that we stay in that attitude of gratitude. So last week I had the opportunity to sit in with two of the Sirena Serpentina fire dancing uh, queen goddesses, and they also happen to teach kundalini yoga. Um, and in the tradition of kundalini yoga, there is usually a spiritual name that is given to you by a teacher. So here we go. We get to dive in a little bit, and we'll notice there is a lot of mom power in this episode with little baby Solon in the background. Thank you for supporting conscious business, which includes conscious family practices, which includes bonding with our toddlers, spending time with these little people, and letting them be on the radio too. Welcome back to KLBP Long Beach Public Radio. You're here with Jane Free with special guests, Chrissy and Heather. And please share with me your your given name for your practice. Soperk. Soperk. Soperk, it actually means the same. My birth name, Christine, and Soperk both mean one who's united with oneness, God, love, freedom, you know, whatever we're relating to in that uh, beyond the the limitations of me as a separate entity and my collective consciousness. And that's what Soper and Christine, Christ con- consciousness, one who's united with God. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. And my spiritual name is Pritam Dian. Um, and it means one who is engulfed in love through meditation. So the unconditional love through meditation and the practice. Um, my birth name is Heather, and I never really resonated with my spiritual name until we did the last retreat, actually, and it was in the moment when I just felt this wave of connectivity between everyone that was there and myself, and I got it, and I understood what this name was, and to be able to really tap into what your spiritual name is, you have to meditate on it, and to be able to open up to what the gift is and for me in that moment i got it it was like this unconditional love that i felt for every single person that was there because i felt that it was myself as well it was coming through me so print and dion yeah i love i i have uh, i love the idea that you can be gifted a name and then it's a teaching in itself it's like the that someone recognizes you a teacher especially a, a guru or a master that gives you a name like this sees you in your highest self in your highest consciousness where you are you know they they see all in that way and you're kind of on the path and not fully stepping into it but it continues to reveal itself um and so like in, uh, in our culture we're usually give, gifted one name or maybe a nickname but I love, like, um, you know, in other traditions, it's like, I see you now. I see that you transitioned, and um, a 
and you you step into this new and and so the idea that you know whatever it is we understand that the ego is a creation our identity itself is is a fabrication but it's always fluid it's always open it's always um, transitioning growing and, and then being just an agent of change uh, one of my names that I actually gifted myself is shapeshifter because of that same reason it's just like a fluidity of um, I don't have to just be this that I can be this and that and that and that and that and that we are all things yeah. that's the lesson we are all things multifaceted yeah. beings I, I was just recently asked what my name was because uh, I did a music video for this, this artist from Australia and they're about to recut the video and I was the soul sister in it so it was the divine feminine meeting each other seeing each other and then ascending together and I was the other feminine in the video and they were like so what what's what can we do is the soul sister by Heather soul sister by what and so my name in the performance world was Yara and it was just yeah and I see it as like this beautiful yellow herb of sunshine you know and just healing power and so that's what I was like okay we can be soul sister Heather or Yara Yara was the name that decided to go with. But yeah, you know, we do, we take on these identities. These are, this is the first time I really put on the cap of a new identity name. My spiritual name, Jane Free. Yes. <laughs> there is a teaching in this name I'm finding and it's activating throughout the land. So I appreciate you sharing about your names. And when did you, or not when did you start Kundalini, but have you always been a kundalini yogi or did you start practicing other types of yoga and then you found kundalini or was it more like I am directly to kundalini? I'm just curious about your path. Chrissy, first? Yes, for sure. Um, when I first moved to Long Beach, um, my uh, my sister, soul sister, fire sister with Sirena Serpentina, Rachel, had been practicing for many years um, with Yogi Bhajan and Golden Bridge, and we were, you know, Kundalini is is now like I guess you would say trending. <laughs> it's a hashtag trend, yeah. you guys. Kundalini <laughs> is a Satnam trend. It's a Satnam Wahiguru trend. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I it is now, but then back then, especially like you know, I grew up in Fresno, so I I did I did dabble in the yoga. I think naturally, I just always moved and connected with spirit, and I, I went to a church, and I I loved the part of church I loved was just the singing, praising, and and being in a, in a community and so I always sought that out and uh, when I moved to Long Beach one of the first things I told my friend Rachel was I would like to start a fire dancing troupe when we get here and she's like I'm on it <laughs> and I think the, sh- the troupe itself the group of women had already been you know I, I lived in Long or in uh, Santa Cruz so they had already been practicing together and um, then when I showed up on the scene there was already one show so I got to witness the first show of something that I was actually collectively part of energetically starting and then it was like there as soon as I moved I was like oh yes I could step right into this beautiful goddess circle and we practiced kundalini yoga together so meditation came very naturally kundalini um, that was the gateway for yeah you. and it's like kundalini is every yoga is um, union with that energy and alignment with the truth and that's really what the kundalini energy is it's activating power is like stepping into how how real can you be how much can you honor the truth inside of you and we're not it's there and we don't have to do anything 
We just have to... That's right. He knows. The baby knows more than us. We're actually going to stop talking now because we know that this baby has the answers. So yeah, that's really what it is, is like, how how can I let it flow? And Kundalini opens up many, many pathways. It's just, again, we were talking earlier, but um, any any method isn't meant to attach to the method or say, I'm a Kundalini yogi and make that now another part of your identity that you have to work so hard to dissolve, <laughs> to realize who you are. It's just the method itself is fluid. The method itself evolves and... Yeah, the method evolves, and it should, um, as uh, Baba Ramdas says, it sh- the method should self-destruct. Any good method that we use should dissolve itself. It shouldn't be something that hooks you in, or you need. Okay, and now become dependent. Yes, on you it. become dependent, or it's Once leading you're healed, into now you you're going to get into the master class. It's just like no, that's a joke. You become the master, and that that's one thing Yogi Bhajan always said: is be the guru, be the guru. Don't, I'm not here to um, train students or get a following. I'm here to train teachers um, to lead into the Aquarian age, which is what we're in now. So all of that, I was all yes, yes, yes. That's exactly, and, I, and you, when you just hear the truth and you align with truth, I think in my first community of the class, I just started crying and I was like, thank you, I'm home. All of this practice, I feel that this is, you know, getting me, and, and you know, I'm an Aries too, so I'm all, get there fast. <laughs> fire, fire, <Yeah>. firepower. <laughs>Well, we could have gone on for a while, but as you saw, it was a baby takeover. Have you guys ever experienced a baby takeover? Well, I'd love to hear about your experiences with your baby cave. Send in some inspirational words from your cave anytime, especially for you stay-at-home moms or single moms. I need to know how the F do you do this. Jane Free is not the most literate domestic being, but she's open to learning whatever gifts you have to share. Next, we speak with the musician of this beautiful song. I wish, I wish. I wish upon a star, I wish, I wish, to find you where you are.
Linda, when you wrote this song, what what parts did you write? Which parts did you perform? Can you break it down the the process a little bit of your songwriting? Sure. I think it's it's different depending on who I'm working with. You know, sometimes I'll do the process from start to finish all the musical parts, but in this um, track, Connor really took the production helm. Um, I had a skeleton of an ambient sort of track uh, that I had named Wide Awake. It had the chimes in it, some vocal loops, and just a, I had a you know maybe six or seven layers going. Um, but he really took that, created the groove, and and working together we created structure out of the the new parts that he was putting in there. Um, enough for me to start writing a song over it. So we mm. sent the session back and forth. I did all of the vocals and lyrical content and the flute um, and then he went and finished it from there so we sent the session back and forth a little bit to get for me to get good vocal and flute takes I did everything here in the studio and then sent it back to him for um, you know sweetening and arranging and he really added so many cool like textures and little vocoder vocals and um, all the percussion, all that stuff. And, and uh, so it's definitely his sound is, is wrapped up in this for sure. Welcome to Long Beach Public Radio 99.1 KLBP here with Linda Arnold. Linda, tell us, what's going on? Why are you on the radio? Well, thanks for having me. Um, well, I have um, a new single coming out. All right, so my music project, Diva Sonic, um, is celebrating its 20th anniversary this year in 2020, right? So s- somewhere around January 2000, I was sitting with a friend trying to come up with a music name. And... Um, yeah, I was playing flute with DJs, and I was like, I need a cool name, you know, it's my, I'm not a DJ, but I need like a cool name for my music. And so that's how it was born, I, and I was floored that Diva Sonic was available. Oh my gosh! And it, you know, it was, and I was like, that's 20 mine. 20 years ago, did you Google it? I, do I, did I Google it? I did something, I did a search in an internet browser of some kind. <laughs> that is such a good question. I just gotta know. Well, yeah, I know. Well, I mean, it was just beginning then to really take off this internet thing. Um, See, like I had to check Instagram if my music persona was available or not, and it turns out that it is. Also, Jane Free. So, right, that's you know, perfect. Yeah. In 20 years, what will they check? I, I, Exactly, I have no idea. But I did some sort of artist database search or, and this is even before MySpace and MP3.com, right? Remember those? Uh, but anyway, yes, Diva Sonic it is. And also, well, the way that you also searched was like when you want to ha- um, get a domain. Mm-hmm. And you go to a domain search engine and you check it out. So that is, that was the birth of it. And, and you know, for the past 20 years, it's been a lot of different things. It's my music name, my production name, um, but I've done side projects and I've been doing my developing my teaching and my sound meditation, and then quite recently just put them all under one big umbrella called Diva Sonic Music and Sound. So um, it really represents 
everything that I do um, with my music, you know, my collaborative projects, my education, and now the healing arts aspect. And we are going to be debuting, what song is this? What song is coming out? What's the name of the song? We listened to it just now. We yes. were dancing around the yeah. studio. Yeah, yeah. So I am kind of getting back to my dance music roots, um, which I've always loved electronic music and dance music and um, all different styles. And um, this first track, I worked with another producer on it, um, coming out strong. And um, his name is uh, Connor. Irius and he goes by Oral Ponic and he's just a wonderful up-and-coming um, producer. So this track is called Wide Awake and um, it's more of like a chill down house kind of song uplifting and kind of lyrically leaning on um, you know a, a, a lyrical theme that I've touched on over the years and that is you know, I don't write just a regular love song, you know? Like, you have love songs about, you know, you broke up with your dude or you love your guy or whatever. Like, the way I like to do it is a little bit more, and I haven't really shared this before, but I like to play on universal love. So it'd be love for another, you know, human being, but it's also wrapped inside of that is the love for yourself and your connection to the, the love in the universe. And so there's a spirituality merging with sensuality aspect. And so I keep like my love songs kind of vague in that sense where, you know, even if there is an object a human being, an object of affection um, that is a muse, it also, I also relate it back to, you know, inner, inner love, self-love, and connection to divine. Mm -hmm. so. Layers upon layers. Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and in that way, when you spread out that, the con lyrical context of love and what it means, um, there's a whole other playground you can, you can, you know, play around in. Yeah. <clears throat> so, wide awake. Why do wait? One twenty twenty twenty, which right. happens to be Jane Free's birthday, and so that's amazing. Just, what can we do? Yeah. Like give a high five. Yeah, in the studio. yeah of course. <laughs> Very well, auspicious day. Linda, where can we find you when we um, are ready to take our sound meditation class? Oh, the sound meditation class. Yes. So I'm going to be doing um, some classes in Long Beach at Sacred Roots. Yeah, I know our home base. Uh, the next three-day intensive, um, in-person intensive, is going to be end of March, right? So the 29-30 uh, date around there. So you can go to the Sacred Roots Holistic Healing website, right? I'll also have uh, the link on my own website, divasonic.com, right? So you can find out about, um, you know, sort of my my work and what angle that I bring, you know, to the educational aspect of sound meditation and um, which is really about harnessing your creativity through the instruments in, in, a, in a meditative or wellness space, right? So there's so much that we, we do and we're developing, you know, just with weekend workshops and also this intensive and how things are growing right in the world of sound the growth is exponential i'm feeling it. it's the 2020 vision thing yeah i see clearly now the rain is gone <laughs> I, I, I sure hope so 
Because that, that th those hurricanes at the end of 2019, you know, great, be gone. Yes, I don't need you anymore. Yeah, yeah. Sayonara. Sayonara. <laughs> Linda Arnold, it's been a pleasure to have you here, and I really appreciate the time that you take to um, create this music, to create the space in your sound baths and your sound meditations. But this this kind of project is one definitely straight from the heart. You got it. Thank you. Labor love continues. Thanks for having me. Welcome. Enjoy this song, Wide Awake. There it is. High five. <laughs> yes. On point. Well, welcome. Okay. Thank you, Jocelyn. Thank you for thank you for having me on your podcast. Um, you guys, we're here with Linda. Linda Arnold, my true love. Um, <laughs> it is a gift to have such a lovely lady that's just hanging around our town all the time. Um, love my Long Beach. I know, and so you came so from where? Where were you living before? Can we talk about the history of Linda Arnold? A little bit, okay, sure. Well, a little recap. Um, so I moved down here from the Bay Area in 2014 now, um, and uh, I was living up there for 16 years. Like, that was my, my roots for, for a long time, doing my music and, and teaching and, and studying sound healing. Uh, but originally, I am from the East Coast, so I am an East Coast girl. <laughs> I actually grew up in the Hamptons. My, my, Hamptons, my. Hamptons. It wasn't called the Hamptons when I was born. It was just East Hampton. So I get the mixture of both with what makes our country so great. The boundaries. And that's actually on the list of questions today. Just the word boundaries. Oh, sure. As a question. And what a beautiful time to bring it up. Yes. Boundaries. How... Can we um, help look into those those misnomers that create kind of turn people off to holistic health? What would you like to explore, invite in for our holistic community to bring more of that line of professionalism? And that's one of our code of ethics at Sacred Roots, is maintaining professionalism, emotional safety. And I think prof professionalism actually creates emotional safety. Yes, absolutely. I think um, that, you know, there's a lot that's coming to mind here, but um, I guess I can talk from the perspective of running my events and the way I look at how I receive people um, into my group sessions. And I really do want to give people space when they walk in. I don't want to overwhelm them with, you want to make them feel welcome with the hello, with a little bit of sage or something, you know, offering them a mat, a pillow. But other than that, really let people just come in and, and feel themselves in the environment that they're in. They know, people know how to prepare themselves. Um, also, uh, the wellness and holistic industries can feel a little serious sometimes, so humor goes a long way. A little joke, let's not take ourselves too seriously, but mm. in that, let's discover something really deep, powerful, and beautiful if you want to come along for this ride. Um, <clears throat> so I think the boundary-wise, you do want to give people space. They've already shown up. That's huge. For a lot of people that are new to this, and so you want to make them feel welcome, but then also give them space to their own discovery. And that's another project that I was going to say, Opal. Another project that Linda and I are working together on is her 
sharing her gifts, up leveling Linda into her master state of sharing, you know, the apprentice and master format of learning. And that's really what Panacea is coming from, this experiential approach to learning, like you have to be with any trade, but bringing in the people who are doing this work and living this work and really saying, this is what we do when we do the work. This isn't a, this isn't just for fun. This is now we're going to take it. It's, it really is hitting people at every level. Right. Absolutely. I, what I love about the sound healing training that we do, which is, we call it, um, sound therapy for holistic professionals. Yes. It's yeah, I mean it's great. I we had a great first intensive in July. We had a full class, amazing people coming and also that we're gearing it towards um, people who are working in holistic professions already, like massage therapists, acupuncturists, uh, etc. Reiki, Reiki, nurses, get those Western medicine people in. Um, You know, so like, you know, people that can just begin, so it's like an introduction, like a a blossom. Planting of a seed. Planting of a seed to um, explore it further and just to let, um, you know, these people know that this sound is a powerful modality and tool and let's let's um, begin to explore how to respect it, integrate it and and uh, and dig in. I think that's a really big gift that at our sound baths and that you dive into in the holistic professionals class has to do with vocal toning, mm-hmm. using mantra, using our own voice, whether it's associated with mantra or not, doesn't have to have any Sanskrit associations. Right. But just even humming a lullaby could mm-hmm. totally shift your mindset, shift your feeling body. Yes. A voice training and, and, and voice uh, using the voice as a sound healing tool. It has to be part of this first intensive. It's just like it's it's necessary for people to tap into that. There's so much of, of oh, I don't sing. I can't sing. And uh, really, this is the place where we can start to bring break down those barriers, those walls and let people confidence. explore that. Just gaining more confidence. Um, Accepting it, ourselves where we are at. Yes. Not comparing our voice to someone else's voice. Voice Absolutely. For validity. Yes. Yes. Let's compare our voices right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> let's, let's just do it. Can we do a song together right now? Sure. I would like to sing with you. Oh, that sounds great. I okay. want to sing. We okay. maybe do a mantra though that we both know. Okay. What's your? What's your? What are you feeling today? I've been really into just. Ganesh, because yeah. protection and and simplicity. That's are great. On my I was going to say that one came through immediately for me. So, do you want to begin? <clears throat> Who is going to make the melody? I think that you're more <clears throat> smarter than I am. <laughs> so, what I would like to do. No, no, see, this is this is where the barriers get broken down right here. I didn't even bring my shruti. <clears throat> I want to start, and then I think you'll know what to do. Okay, that that's what good. I believe to be. I'm nervous, you guys. <laughs> this is like truth or dare. Okay, <laughs> who's going to begin? Okay. <clears throat> so I'm going to take three big, long, deep breaths just to calm down the body. Pat 
of Ganesh penetrate any complexity, any concern, any dis-ease. And that really is what I'm finding the teaching of mantra is less about worshiping a deity and more about diving into the collective consciousness. Yeah, it's the quality, the aspect. I mean, this has always been a big one for me, that removing of the obstacles. And it's one of the first mantras I worked with when I started to feel comfortable doing so. And even like taking a long walk and and just saying the mantra to myself, inner, you know, not not saying it um, audibly, but just inner, inner chanting. And I began to see images form in my mind's eye that were like the parting of the Red Sea, like this image. And Beautiful. It, it was like, wow, this, there's something to this. There's, there's an energy, the, 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 the syllables and the, they have an energy they're used, they're part the of the vibrational, DNA. yes, the vibrational language of Sanskrit, but also the collective consciousness of whether or not Sanskrit is legit, whether or not any of that. There are millions of people who believe the vibrations of these syllables create this 
experience. Yeah. So regardless of what that is, when we tap into that collective consciousness, we're just allowing ourselves to receive something that is thousands of years old. Yes. You know, without abandon, especially if you got Ganesh on top of it. But I'd like to talk about the mind for a moment, just when we were doing this project or just doing this little mantra together. Yes. The thinking mind while we were doing it. Of course. For myself, just my own judgment coming up of like, oh, I can't do this. The listeners are going to think we're a cult. <laughs> oh, I can't do this. Like, what if I sing wrong? Like, I just want everyone to know that the negative self-talk exists everywhere. Oh, sure. And that that can't allow, that can't be the thing that stops us anymore. No. You have to push that fucking song out. Yes, yes. And and, uh, and and collaboratively, it's always just a dance of how we're going to enter into the space. And for me, it's less about judgment and more about um, feeling. motion, mm. feeling. Uh, there's a rhythm to it. There is like, then there's the, then the listening, there's a, a way to get to the place of ease, like the resonance factor, like the pendulum swing, you know? And so we start, we're out of resonance and then we come into resonance and then lo and behold we we are not even looking at each other and we change the note at the same time because we're we're in, then in resonance but but even just listening to that and hearing the arc of of that resonance occur and the entrainment that happens in that moment is so cool. Another it, high five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I love that stuff. I'm so glad that you're here and a part of my life. Dude, you're the shit. <laughs> Can I curse on this podcast? We don't judge here. Yeah. <laughs> so that's part of self-love is not you're judging. You're the shit. I mean, you're inspiring uh, daily, always doing new things, always growing the business, staying committed to the business. You see... So many studios come and go, but it's that commitment to like your own growth and transformation. You're putting that out in public through your business. It's like, it's extraordinary. Yes. I love you and I love everything that you do. And I'm so appreciative of you, of you coming and singing with me today. And that was perfect. I feel like, can you close us out with a flute or something? Are you feeling like a, a say good, good night, a say goodbye? Yeah, how about we'll do... Um, Oh, we'll do a little, uh, little ocarina. We'll do little bird sounds to take us out. So we can close our eyes and imagine ourselves in the in the forest. Well, there you have it. One intention, one morning, 
one opportunity to be together, set the trajectory, and create whatever the dream might be. Once again, you're listening to Long Beach Public Radio 99.1 KLBP-FM. My name is Jane Free here on Morning Intentions, your new space to start the day. So maybe today is the day that we can set and create a rite of passage for you. I know that you're changing. Everyone is every day. Maybe if we took a few moments to recognize those shifts and changes, slowing down our perspective to this very moment. Maybe we would create something new. Maybe we could celebrate the transitions and changes that we've already been through. And maybe some of us name ourselves something new when we do that, like Diva Sonic or Soperk or Pratem Diem. I, Jane Free, vow to keep changing and to make a joke along the way. So maybe today is the day that we can set and create a rite of passage for you. I know that you're changing. Everyone is every day. Maybe if we took a few moments to recognize those shifts and changes, slowing down our perspective to this very moment. Maybe we would create something new. Maybe we could celebrate the transitions and changes that we've already been through. And maybe some of us name ourselves something new when we do that, like Diva Sonic or Soperk or Pratem Diem. I, Jane Free, vow to keep changing and to make a joke along the way. If you need to get a little bit more um, into the Jane Free ecosphere, I invite you to join our podcast. Here is a little snippet from our podcast. We recorded this maybe a year and a half ago or maybe two years ago now. Um, and it's a couple minutes with me and Linda discussing sound meditation and have a listen. Listen. 